This is the Color Pencil Podcast, session number 238. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a color pencil podcast. Weekly discussions in and around this medium that we love so much. Hello, my name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com. At the time of this recording, we've arrived at the third week of January 2020. Now, last year in 2019, towards the end of the year, I did talk to you about goal setting. And I do have a goals workbook if you're interested in downloading that. But I talked about goal setting and I encouraged you to go ahead and set some goals and to start preparing for this year. I think it's a perfect year to try to get some clarity around your art business if you're doing it as a business. If not, if it's a recreational type of venture, then I still think it's fun to think of what you might be able to accomplish this year. What kind of body of work maybe are you hoping to create this year? I don't know any better way to keep your passion alive and keep your interest alive for your hobby of creating art, if it's a hobby, than to push yourself and to think about, you know, what's possible this year. Now, I know for some of you, because I've spoken to you, um, your art business is a business. It, your art career is something that you want to pursue. Maybe not for monetary gain, but for some of you, I know you're wanting to reach some new heights because you want to gain some recognition or you would like to start taking commissions. And really, it's for your own satisfaction. I understand that as well. So my question, I guess, is what goals did you set? And are you on track? Are you accomplishing those? January is nearly over. It's nearly gone. What did you get accomplished in January? Now, I'm not asking that to beat you up or anything like that. I, it's just a, a question. I've got it in my mind. Uh, you probably have it in your mind already. But ask yourself, what did I accomplish so far? And if you don't like the answer that you have in your mind after you ask yourself that, then here's my suggestion. So if you've got a goal in mind and you know where you're headed and maybe you've, you're dealing with some overwhelm or you're just dealing with indecision right now and you don't know what to do, you know the goal, you know the end result, where you want to end up, but you don't know the steps on how to get there. Then I've got some suggestions right now. Number one, don't beat yourself up about not being further along than you are. Uh, because I think it's real simple. We just started. It's only the first month. Month number one. So you've got time. So don't beat yourself up about it. But number two, if you are feeling overwhelmed and you don't know what to do. I know it sounds obvious, but just just get out a sheet of paper, write down a list of just maybe three to five steps. Just number just number it. To accomplish this goal, I must do the following. And don't don't start uh, backwards, you know, don't start uh, from the goal and think backwards about it, but 
just talk about what the next steps are. Let's say you're going to create a body of work and you already know the subject matter that you want to create. You know why you want to create it. But let's say you've not started yet and you're just interested in starting down that path. So number one, what is the next thing that you need to do? You know what you're doing. You know why. What is the next thing? Well, maybe it's uh, to grab the reference photos. Maybe you don't have those yet. So you write a number one and you write, I will... And for me, I usually take my own reference photos. Um, maybe you're going to uh, purchase some online or something like that. I'm not sure. But for me, what I would say then is, number one, I would say, look through my catalog of reference photos because I have hundred, uh, thousands, I'm sure. Yeah, I know I have thousands at this point, thousands and thousands and uh, tens uh, of gigs of, um, I don't know how many gigs I should go look. But anyway, I've got so many reference photos and I can categorize those. So I can go in there and I can say right next to number one, look for photos. Let's say I'm interested in creating a body of work having to do with vegetables. So number one, look through my photos and find vegetable photos. That's as simple as it has to be. Number two, select maybe, I don't know, how many am I going to have in this body of work? Maybe I'm going to have, maybe I'll have 10, you know. So select uh, 20 to 40 different photos of vegetables. That's number two. Number three, narrow those photos down to 10. And then I probably want to categorize that even more, uh, niche it down just a little bit more. Number four, maybe I say, okay, select a red vegetable to draw in month number one. That's probably enough to get started. Okay. Maybe number five is print off that photo, put it over there on your drawing board and start. Take one pencil and put it on the paper. Start it. And that's all. You know, maybe on number six, draw for five minutes only. Draw your um, your layout, your line drawing. Get your roadmap down. Maybe that's it. I don't know. You know, and uh, that's just an example. So maybe that helped you. Maybe it didn't. So maybe you're someone you've been drawing for a while. You've been creating art for a while. And you've said that you would like to start teaching. Maybe that's what you're wanting to do. So... What's the first steps involved? How do you start teaching? Maybe you want to teach an actual physical workshop. Well, what art stores are around you? And uh, make a list. You know, maybe there's Hobby Lobby. Maybe there's Michael's. Maybe there's Plaza Art like there is around me. Uh, maybe Blick stores around you. I don't, I don't know. So just make a list. And next thing you want to do is... Put the next steps involved. You made your list. Number two, maybe visit those stores and ask to talk to the manager. Um, I know for some of you, probably that seems like you got to get yourself psyched up to do that. And it's not a comfortable thing. It's not an easy thing. So uh, maybe put some borders around that and say that after I do X, then I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to ask to talk to the manager. But have the dialogue in your head already. Maybe you need to write out a little script first 
so that you can sort of talk through it with yourself before you arrive at the store. But this is exactly how I started teaching. I went to the store. I asked to talk to the manager. I told that particular person that I teach art, and I started uh, asking if there are any available spots for a teacher, and they started asking a little bit more about me. Before I knew it, there was an exchange, a conversation that started, and that's, you know, the rest, as they say, is history. So that's how it begins, though. So whatever this mountain is for you, and we've all got them, then just start writing those things down and you'll be able to uh, get unstuck from where you are right now. But I do want to say a little word about maybe those of you who are beating yourself up right now and you're thinking about the fact that, oh, I'm overwhelmed now. There's way too much to do and you're just letting your mind run wild with yourself and you're rather than looking at it from a healthy perspective and realizing what's possible maybe you're just beating yourself up but i i want to challenge you in that just a moment because if you're looking at your goals and you're saying i can't even do these and i, I feel like i should be already accomplishing these things then I, I just want to challenge that thought for a moment, and I want you to realize that you can change your goal if you need to, and you can, you can make it even bigger, or you can change your goal, and this one may surprise you, but you can make it even smaller. But what I want to ask, though, is what is going to stretch you the most? You arrived at wherever it is you're, you are right now, and you do have something in mind that you would like to do in your art hobby or your art career. And whatever it is, at one moment in time, at least, you thought that that's something you want to pursue. You thought that that's something worthwhile. That's something I want to do. Maybe it's that meditative experience that you enjoy whenever you're creating art and you're not doing it for social media likes or you're not doing it uh, because you're going to enter it into some contest or it's going to be uh, praised by your peers or whatever. You're doing it for yourself. Perhaps that's the reason. And, you know, that little quote comes to my mind that a thing worth doing is worth doing badly which always makes me laugh, but I think there's a lot of truth in that. You know, it's it, it it's okay to do something even if you're not going to be perfect at it. And I know that's real counter to what many of us believe or grew up believing or even think currently, but if something is worth doing, then it's worth doing even badly. Why? Because you get better over time. You do. You get better over time. One day when I was very young, I was a young teenager, I was sealing an envelope. I lived way out in rural southwest Oklahoma, no TV, um, and I lived just a quarter of a mile from the North Fork Red River. I was sealing this envelope, put a fresh stamp on this envelope, and I mailed it off to Nebraska. And I was so excited because contained in that envelope was an application 
an application for a taxidermy course. Now, you may think that sounds like the grossest thing you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> and uh, I kind of agree with you uh, now, nowadays anyway. But uh, as, a, as a young kid that, you know, I was just a country kid uh, growing up uh, on a farm and uh, had uh, wheat fields surrounding our house. Um, to me, that was the most fascinating thing in this world. I grew up. Um, you know, drawing in graphite, and I was drawing horses and cattle, uh, jackrabbits, and things like that. And uh, I just thought that was that was going to be the most fun thing uh, that I could ever do in my entire life. Um, it proved to be one of the best things that I've ever done in my entire life. I still remember that feeling that I had when I got. Uh, the first packet of information, uh, all the lessons in that um, written out correspondence course. You know, this was back in the day before the Internet. So it was, I mean, this was, uh, you know, little booklets, little paper, you know, tangible copies of these little booklets on how to skin a bird and mount a bird as a taxidermist learn taxidermy and i was learning it and i got these packages these big uh packages that uh, boxes that had all these uh forms in them uh the you know the body forms for uh the birds that i was stuffing and the putty that you would put in the eye sockets the glass eyes and all of that and i was so excited about that and it was an art form. It was a creative outlet, and I, my heart just soared when I was doing that. And I had these great aspirations and these dreams, and I did it for quite a while. And you could not convince me that I was not going to be a taxidermist. In fact, that stuck with me for most of my teenage years, even until I was probably a sophomore or junior uh, in high school. And I, I don't remember how old I was when I took that taxidermy course or when I started. I think, I suspect I was about 12. But I, I told people I was, I was going to be a taxidermist and that was going to be my career. Um, and I firmly believed that. Um, I think I could have done that. I think I would have done well at that. Um, I'm glad I didn't, but it could have happened. But where I am right now, where you are right now, you've got a lot of little different experiences that you could relate that are similar to that one. Maybe not exactly that one, but maybe you have something else that um, may sound just as quirky to somebody else that makes you who you are right now. And you've arrived at where you are right now because of all of these other experiences in your life. All these things culminating together create who you are with your current consciousness right now. And you, you, you are who you are. And you are going to become more of who you are in this year and with what you're currently doing. So don't beat yourself up, number one, about where you're not and where you think you should be. But what are you going to do right now? What have you decided is worth your while right now? Well, I'm going to fast forward the tape just a little bit then 
for those that may be morbidly curious. Um, so I gave up that dream of becoming a taxidermist. But in my head, I still uh, harbored that for a while, and I still thought about it. And I would, uh, I was commuting to college, and I would. It was quite a, a road trip to get to college and back home, and uh, I didn't live on campus. And so, as I would drive. Once in a while, I would pass by. I'm laughing because this is kind of hilarious. I, I think about it, and I think it's pretty funny. But I would pass by roadkill, um, and I would examine it. You know, first, you know, I did a the look over with my eyes to make sure. I would look at it and see uh, if it looked like it was, you know, if there was anything visible uh, that would uh, mar the coat of the animal, then obviously I wasn't going to stop. But on the other hand, um, if I saw something that looked like it was not uh, in too bad a shape and looked like it might be a good candidate, well, I'll tell you what, I would I would pull over. I would stick that thing in the, the back of the vehicle, um, and that filled up a, a chest freezer, um, much to my parents' chagrin. And um, I think they kind of forgot that I was collecting all of these animals um, until one day. And uh, there was a horrible stench that everyone started to, to smell. And it was at the, you know, the back of the garage. There was another, another room behind the garage. And uh, we smelled something, and Dad did, and I smelled it. And I thought, uh-huh, I know exactly what that smell is. Well... The chest freezer went out. Talk about a mess. I'll spare you those details. But my point is, for a while, I really believed that was my path. That's exactly what I was going to do. Well, what did I do later? Um, <clears throat> so later on, I created, while I was in college, I created um, another business. And uh, well, before all of that, I was selling grit. If anybody knows what that is, I'm sure a lot of you threw papers you know, as a child, I, I did that for a little bit, too. But I I started a lawn care business, started doing landscaping and lawn mowing and trimming bushes, and uh, the list goes on and on. And I started doing that. I hired employees and uh, did that for several years. Um, there's a lot of little entrepreneurial kind of businesses that I at least thought about or did uh, along my path. But my point is... I am where I am right now because of all those experiences, even working in IT for 20 years, that also created who I am today. Whatever it is you've done up until this moment in time right now, up until now, that is your experience. And you are where you are, and it's a good thing that you are who you are, and where you are is just fine. It's who you are. Don't argue with it. Don't try to redo it or rewrite it at the moment. I'm not saying I'm not advocating for change and not advocating that you be just happy where you are. But what I'm saying is don't beat yourself up with not having more lofty goals than perhaps what you have got and be flexible on your process. Know your goals, know your vision, know where you want to be five to 10 years. I know where I want to be, but you've got to know where you want to be and be, you know, cling to that goal, cling to 
that end result that you know is out there, you can modify it a little bit over time, but at least within a year, you know where you're going to go, right? But be flexible on the process. Be flexible on the strategy. Some people will look at you, they'll think that's fickle, but you know, like I know, that that's actually being wise. Be flexible enough to switch and to change and pivot if you need to. But just a little fire under under you uh, for this third week of January, just to say, keep going where you're going. Keep working at those goals. If you've not started yet, if you're in that place of overwhelm, again, write down the next, just the next few steps. I'm not asking you to complete the entire goal in month one. No, of course not. But what I am asking you to do is to get out of that mindset of overwhelm and to just write down the next few steps towards that goal. You can do it. You can get to the finish line by month 12, or maybe it's a goal that you're going to accomplish over the summer. You can do that as well. But what you'll need to do is write down the next few steps in order to get there and then start very methodically. Very with a lot of patience for yourself, working towards that goal. And progress is made when you make strides towards the goal, when you make it part of your daily routine of taking action on those steps that you need to take in order to reach the goal, you will get there. So trust me on that. I I, I know It may seem overwhelming right now, but you will get there if you make it part of your daily routine, your weekly routine, and your monthly routine. So that's the only way we're going to achieve our goals. And I know you can do it. I'm over here rooting for you. Just know that. I'm on your side. I know you can do it. And we can do it together. I think it's an an exciting thing. Being alive and being an artist right now in this epoch of time that we live in. There's no better time... We've just got so many opportunities. All right, that's it today. I hope that this was helpful for you, this little rah-rah talk. And if you have any questions at all, you can always shoot me an email, podcast at sharpenedartist.com. This is a weekly show, and I'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. 